0: I am Dr. Carol Isom-Barnes, leadership and change consultant and owner of Experience Leadership. Thank you for joining us on the Career Couch with Dr. Carol and friends. This is episode three of the series, Getting Unstuck, When You Dream of Quitting Every Day. Our goal is to always support you in your career and reaching your full potential. We are so glad you're here. We have all been at the place where we felt stuck in our careers, This is so relatable for many of us, and it can be a very uncomfortable place. It can also be, at times, a depressing place because you can't always see yourself out of it. And you may be wondering, when is the change going to happen for me? Um, It's even more painful sometimes when you're watching other people around you advance and change their careers, and you're wondering, what is going on? So fortunately, we are returning with Adenola Adeshola today, and she's going to shine some positive light on this process and experience for you to help you through. My wonderful friend, Adenola Adeshola is an entrepreneur and founder of Employee Redefine. She's also a successful Forbes.com author. In this three-part series, we're going to talk about how to get unstuck when you think of quitting every day. Adanola, welcome again.
1: Yes, happy to be back.
0: <laughs> All right, great. I appreciate your willingness and your time in continuing this conversation. In episodes one and two of the series, we talked about changing careers, generational differences in the workplace. We talked about how you work as a millennial career strategist and how you work with employees in changing their careers. And I know primarily your focus is on millennials, but this information is also very applicable to those who are not millennials. Absolutely. And so when we talk about getting unstuck, what does being stuck look like in a career for you?
1: I think that being stuck has a lot of different layers for different people. I think that you can be stuck in your job. And I also think that you can be stuck in your job search. So in your job, I feel like you can get stuck feeling like you're not being challenged. Maybe you feel stagnant. Maybe you feel like you're not really making the impact that you want to make or doing meaningful work. And you feel stuck because you're not really sure how to get out of that. You're not really sure what to do. And it can especially happen when you're in a place where you don't see opportunities for growth in your company. So maybe you know that you're not feeling challenged and you know that you're not really doing work that's meaningful. But when you look around at other teams and your work and your manager and even the promotions that are the people who are above you, you don't really want to be where they are, you know, because you're just not that fulfilled. And so I think that that's when you know that you're feeling stuck and you're, and it's time to kind of think about what that next step could look like for you when it comes to feeling stuck
0: at your job. What mistakes have you seen people make when they're trying to get unstuck?
1: So I could say the mistakes that I made. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I'll settle for and, that.
1: <laughs> and even the mistakes that I see other people make, I think that a lot of times you try to reason, you know, like maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not being grateful for where I'm at, you know, or maybe I'm not, doing enough. And I think that there's different things that you can do to, one, do more at work to feel more fulfillment, even before looking for a new job. Um, But I do think that sometimes we can try to reason with ourselves that we're not really as stuck as we are, or that we have it figured out, or that We can just wait it out and it'll get better. And I think a lot of times people are looking for this external thing to happen that's going to magically get them unstuck. And I think that getting unstuck starts with you.
0: When I think about being stuck, I think about a time when I had a job and I was not happy with it. And as a result of that, I made a career change and it ended up being my biggest career mistake. I took a leadership job that I didn't love,
1: Mm. which was
0: a big mistake. It was a terrible mistake. And I learned to never take a job that I really wasn't excited about. Yes. Yeah. And I I was so busy focusing on the fact that I was stuck in the last job or I wasn't being fulfilled. And when this opportunity came along... I took it, even though I wasn't wowed by it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do a great job, you know, in that position. And, you know, and I had to be honest with you, I, I don't think that I led well. When I look back on it right. so as an experienced leader, I think you are not a good leader in that job. But it was really because I wasn't excited about yes. it. Yeah. Now, the, the good thing that came out of it, though, was that it was a lesson learned and I decided that I would never ever take a job again that I was not excited about mm-hmm. or that I wasn't really truly interested in. And and I learned that lesson somewhere like around age twenty eight. Right. So that was the good thing was that I learned that lesson early. Mm-hmm. And I learned not to make that, you know, mistake. Do you have a biggest mistake you ever made in your career story? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, Can you share it? (laughs) I think that's one thing I forgot to say. I think when you talk about getting, when you're stuck and some of the mistakes people make is that you can make abrupt changes without really thinking about, is this what I need to do to feel better and more fulfilled at work or in my career? And so like you, I was so unhappy at work that I made a really abrupt change and changed, uh, moved to a different office in a different city. And it was the same company, just a different office, different city. And what I didn't know was that that office was completely different than the office I was coming from. And so that was what allowed me to, that's what made me be in like this toxic work environment where I wasn't supported. I didn't feel like I was going to have the growth that I probably would have gotten if I stayed at that other office. And it's like the lesser, which is the lesser evil, right? Because ultimately, like you, you weren't probably happy in the other position. And then you took another position that didn't make you fulfilled either. And that was the same for me. If I would have stayed at that other office, I would have still been unhappy. But being at that other office was just like worse. <laughs> like I just wasn't fulfilled. And, you know, like you, I got to a place where... It, it was starting to make... What I feared was that it would make me not perform at the highest level. And I felt like even towards the end that it was starting to make me not perform at the highest level because all I could think about it was, is it almost 5 o'clock? When is the weekend? It's almost right. Friday, you know? So Absolutely. I would say that was probably my mistake. But at the same time, again, like you, it, it, I wouldn't be who I am today if I didn't make that mistake because it was probably like one of the lowest moments in my career when I was just so miserable that allows me to understand the next person who's so miserable in their career because I was that person as well.
0: When you look at those experiences, it does help you become better. I mean, I certainly became a better leader because I led that team in a terrible way because I wasn't excited. And so I think there is a big difference between someone that shows up and they show up excited about their work and their job. They're going to lead in a different way. Right. It's going to be a different experience for you. It's going to be a different experience for everyone.
1: Right. Yeah, I definitely yeah. think that for me, it taught me lessons about myself, about how to be at a job that you don't love and still show up giving your all. Like that was a real test. <laughs> but, you know, to the point I feel good about mastering it, because to the point that when I was leaving, people would like pull me aside and be like, I didn't even know that you were unhappy here. And it was like, yeah, I was actually crying on my way to work every day, but you would never know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have definitely cried <laughs> myself to work. <laughs> I have definitely cried myself to work, and I have been, you know, in situations where I had a, a, back in the day when people used CDs, and I had a CD, a James Brown's greatest hits, and I would put it in the, you know, in the disc, and I would have to jam my way all the way, all (laughs) the way to work, yeah. I'd have to be on the on the good foot all right. the way. It work.
1: I love it.
0: And that's how I got. That's how I got pumped. And you know. And then you know when I turned the motor off in the car, I would just sit there and like all right, go on and put on the good face, let alone the good foot. Right. And put on the good face and, you know, and, and do this thing. Mm-hmm. And that, that brings me to a point because, I mean, right now we're keeping it real. Mm-hmm. And so how do you bring your whole self to work and get unstuck when you want to quit, you know, every day, but you have to remain in the position for a while For whatever circumstances, you know, especially now with everything going on with COVID and you have, you know, the current economic, you know, environment, how do you bring your whole self to work?
1: Yeah. So I would say one, even with COVID before the pandemic, When you're job searching in general, your job doesn't just come out of the sky overnight and deliver at your front door like Amazon Prime, right? So it's like, you know, it doesn't just happen so easily or so quickly. And even when you are doing all the things you need to be doing to get a new job, especially even if you're doing it the right way, it still takes time, which means that you still have to be in that position and you have to find a way to not only survive, but hopefully thrive so that you can have your own peace of mind and sanity. And so that was a really big lesson that I learned for myself working at that company in that office that I felt was just draining my energy. I had to learn how do I figure out how to feel happy for myself when this job doesn't make me happy. And so one of the things that I recommend is one, Think about what else can you do in your life on a day to day that will fulfill you. So for me, I had this uh, reminder on my phone every day. I would get this reminder at 12 noon that says like, have you been inspired today? Because I just felt so demotivated and just not fulfilled. And so I would have that reminder and every day I would have to do something that would make me feel fulfilled. If I hadn't felt um, inspired that day before noon, I would keep it on my phone until I was able to check it off at the end of the day. And for me, that was like reading inspiring articles from women in corporate, Black corporate women and succeeding in their careers. Like that inspired me. Like, reading those articles or talking on the phone with with a friend rather than feeling lonely and feeling miserable at the end of the day, like doing certain things helped me so that I wasn't feeling like I had to fill this void at work which helped me then show up at work without feeling like they had to give me something. And so that was really helpful as well as thinking, looking around at work and thinking about what else can I be doing here that will help me feel more fulfilled. And so one of the things that I did was um, our, our company had a blog that we had like a small team of like, we had a 400 people at the company, but in the US, but we had a small team of people on the blog and they needed some new hands and funny enough I had never had a blog um, I think it also was preparing me for what I was able to do what I'm able to do now but I want to help with this and so that part of my day became something that I looked forward to at work it had nothing to do with my actual day-to-day responsibilities but because I was able to contribute to this internal blog on the company and send emails to the whole staff like that was something that I was excited about and actually showed me that I really did enjoy internal communication which led to my next job, which fast forward, you know? And so I I felt like if you are unhappy and you know that you maybe have to stay there because you're not kind of ready to look for a new job in the middle of this pandemic, or maybe you are looking for a new job and you want ways to still feel fulfilled, look for ways in your company to do more of what you would like to do. And also become one of the, the third thing I did was I looked, Ways to become an expert at the things I enjoy doing. So there were certain things um, I can't even remember even now. But let's say it was like, oh, what it, what it was was I really love like graphic design. So a lot of my, um, a lot of the different teams will, we would work on presentations for um, clients to you know either get new business or to uh, sell them on a new idea. And a lot of the people in our company didn't really have a lot of graphic design skills to have great presentations for the clients. And so because I love that I became the go-to person to have these great presentations that looked aesthetically nice to be more appealing to the clients and I did that so much that when I was leaving people were like who's gonna make our presentations now (laughs) (laughs) so you know I basically kind of started doing stuff that I wanted to do at work that made going to work more fulfilling while still looking for that next position. You know, yeah, I was still looking at the clock, but it wasn't like (laughs) I'm just looking at it and waiting for it, you know? So I would recommend those things to help you kind of create a job at work that will make you more, a little, at least a little bit more happy to go there.
0: (laughs) And so, and, and, and I love that. And, you know, in, one of the things that I love about what you have said is that in the midst of being unfulfilled in your job, you took it upon yourself to work on the company blog, and then you end up becoming a writer for Forbes. Because I'm assuming that was which the is order of things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so and you know, which has really developed this Side career for you, if you right, will, right? You know that, quite frankly, it, it, if you didn't want to be the, you know, millennial career strategist, you could go off and, you know, having written for Forbes, you could go off and, you know, be a right, writer, or right. and still do both, still do right, both. But, right. but I'm just saying, if you wanted to open up, it up another, right? Which is what we were talking about, and I think you know that's one of the things that I would say in terms of getting up unstuck is always being in a. A learning mode and you were in that learning mode. And so you need to, you know, you got to keep up. You have to be prepared to add to your skill set. Find out which skill sets are, you know, most critical, you know, in your industry. Look at your peers, LinkedIn profiles, learn what skills you need in order to advance. Mm-hmm. And so it's important to always be in that learning mode because today's job market does move quickly. Right. And then we touched on a little bit in uh, in one of the uh, prior episodes about networking. You know, I think it's important if you're trying to get un- unstuck is to really you know, network and develop those relationships. And I know there's an author by the name of um, Ben Casnoka, and he once said, opportunities do not float like clouds in the sky. They're attached to people. Mm. If you're looking for an opportunity, you're really looking for a person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because okay. it goes back, yeah, to what you were saying earlier about when you put your name in that database or the, the resume database or apply for a job and, you know, only one or two percent of the people are even even rise up in that database Mm -hmm. for the HR department to really contact them. And so what that means is you really have to rely a lot on those relationships and networking. And if you are interested in changing careers, you know, I say connect with people who are doing the things that you want to do. Connect with associations. I constantly hear people say, oh, I want to get into, you know, HR and and they don't know how to do it. And I say, well, connect with your local SHRM office or, you know, go to some of the free meetings that they have and, you know, have lunch, bump elbows with people who are doing the things that you want to do so that they know that you're out there. You know exactly. de- yeah, develop those relationships and be flexible. Mm-hmm. you know, I think sometimes people hold so tightly you know to their career plan, right, and so be open to your career looking you know a different way or opportunities, still have your ultimate goal in mind, but be open to the fact that your opportunity may look different. Mm -hmm. And you can't do that unless you really have an understanding is what is it that you really want? Right,
1: right. And what's out there as well.
0: Yeah. But you first, and we, we talked about this in episode one, you have to know what is it that's important to you? And what is it that you are really, truly wanting
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. And I think that a lot of times when, well, on the networking front, I think that one of the important things to do is to develop relationships before you need them. Because a lot of times people start looking, people say network, network, network. And so then people start having these transactional relationships with people or they don't network because they fear that it's going to come across as transactional. And so it's really important to one, develop them before you need them. And even when you need them, still develop them, you know, genuinely. So that it's not like, you know, I need you for this, but I actually generally want to get to know you because you have achieved goals that I'm, looking to achieve. So I think that's important. And on the note of um getting thinking about what you want. I think that's the hardest part about getting unstuck because a lot of people start getting into this cycle of feeling like, "Well, I don't know what I want," you know, or I don't know what I want to do or I don't really know what my passion is or whatever the case is. And I I personally think that you don't need to know what your passion is, you know, like our or your purpose. You know, I don't think that you need to know what your purpose is because I think that our purpose changes, you know, like what you could have fulfilled you five years ago may not fulfill you in the next five years. But I think it's important for you to take some time to think for yourself about what it is that you want. I think a lot of times people are looking for an answer outside of themselves about what is the next step that they should take. And I think that having conversations and becoming more aware of what's out there is important. But a lot of times, I would say most of the times when I'm talking to people and, and even coaching them, they know like what they really want to do. And a lot of times it's fear that's stopping them from saying it out loud, like, you know, oh, I actually do wanna transition into this industry, or oh, it would actually be really nice to work at this type of company. But because you kind of maybe feel scared or you think you need permission, or you think you're not good enough, it can be really hard to kind of get quiet enough to kind of let that come out of you. And so I think it's important that if you struggle with getting unstuck, that you take some time to think about what is it that... I feel within me that I would want to do, like if I didn't have any restrictions, if I didn't feel like there was going to be a closed door in front of me, what would be the thing that came to mind about what I would want to pursue next in my career? Especially if you're thinking about
0: making a career change. I think that's very valid. And you touched on fear. You have to move forward in spite of fear. Mm -hmm. And you know, we're all human, and we all have, you know, that feeling of what if, you know, right. what if I can't do the job or what right. if I get the job and this happens or that happens. And, you you know, that self-talk can talk you out of great opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I think it's okay to have fear, but I think what's not okay is to not make a move because you right. have fear. Yeah. I think you have to move forward in spite of the fear that you are feeling. And, you know, one of the things that I always, you know, say to people is you cannot get to second base with your foot still on first. Exactly. You have to, you know, in order to run the bases and get a home run, you have to get off of first base. Right. Exactly. You know, it's just real simple. And sometimes, you know, you have to even maybe take a lateral move. You know, sometimes you need to move sideways or even backwards to get ahead in order to get unstuck. So if a job offers you a chance to develop skills or connection that's going to be valuable, you know, later on, I would say that people should be open to a lateral move. Now, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Absolutely. I think one you got to first Figure out what you want, right? Because yeah. for a lot of people, a lot of remove is exactly what's missing, <laughs> you know? Like, I talked to a lot of people and coach a lot of people who what they want is to do exactly what they're doing, but in a different capacity, you know? And so if your current job offers you that opportunity... Or if you kind of realize that you want that, you may increase your chances of discovering that you can have that at your current job. Or if you realize you want that, you can discover that you can easily or easily make that transition elsewhere at a place that you may not even thought to look look into for your next career move. And so I agree. I think lateral moves are good moves, especially if they're the moves that you need to make to feel more fulfilled at at work or with doing what you do on a day-to-day basis.
0: One of the things that you said was take some time and think about it. And I agree with that. Take some time, be still, self-reflect, and just really, truly give it some thought. It's really hard to figure out and, and get clarity about what you want to be, where you want to go, how you want to get there if you're never still. Exactly.
1: Or if you're looking for the answers from everyone else besides yourself.
0: That's a a whole nother point. You know,
1: a lot of people have,
0: that's that's a whole nother thing, right? That's a whole nother episode. But, you know, just really just taking the first step and, you know, the distance between where you are now and where you want to be is really one step. And that is just taking that very first step. So Adanola, as we close this third episode, is there anything else that you want to add to the listeners about getting unstuck?
1: I think that getting unstuck starts with you. I said that earlier, but I think it's really important that you know that you, that If you're looking for an external answer to your internal feelings, then you're looking in the wrong place. And so it's really important to really take some time to think about what, where did you, how did you get here? When did the start? You know, what are the things that I actually wish that I could be doing instead? And really ask yourself the hard questions to uncover the truth about what you're wanting and what you feel like is missing in your work or career.
0: And well, we've all been at that place where we felt stuck in our careers at one time or another. And I just want to thank my guest and friend, Adanola, for pulling the blinds open and shedding some light on how you can get unstuck in your career and make some of these changes that are going to propel your career to the next level. Adanola, where can the listeners reach you? Yes. So
1: reach me at EmployeeRedefined.com. Or if you want to send an email, you can send an email to Adanola at EmployeeRedefined.com.
0: All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. I want to especially thank my listeners in Holland and Paris. I appreciate you joining us from so far away. And to those of you who have taken the time to actually write letters and mail real postal letters to me, I appreciate the time that it took to do so, in this, especially in this email world. So please continue to join us. Adanola, thank you so much. You're I you're so welcome. You. I appreciate you. And um, we are going to return with Adanola next week where we will conclude the series. And next week we will discuss how to quit a job yes there's a right way and the wrong way and Adanola's going to walk us through it i'm dr carol Ison barnes and i can be reached at carol at com. thank you Adanola.